Brought to you by Make Fun Network. You're listening to Roll for Damage, the Lost Legends arc. This is Ben, the DM. The kaboom forces the ship forward into the water. And we just keep firing the cannons until inch by inch we make it west. My name is Theron. My uncle is, was his college roommate. Kalanon, what you use this for is you use this to defeat the dust bunnies. I'm Big Boots. I'm your new best friend. They want biscuits? Oh, they want those backdoor biscuits. My name's Magna. You're chained up. That's kinky. You can call us the Dirty Water Boys. You are the Dirty Water Boys? Last time on Roll for Damage, our heroes returned to Indiglis, the capital city of the Golden Empire. With King Aldario and Farbagalt, his gold dragon steed, in tow, our heroes traveled to the Mists of Madness to the ancient fortress of King Cory's Hold, hoping to find an ancient artifact, a staff known as the Peacekeeper. The ruins provided clues as to the ancient kingdom's fall, that King Cory had used a magical talisman to enslave Draconon, the eldest of dragons, to construct the Great Tower to the Heavens. The Dirty Water Boys ascended the tower to find that the quest had been a ruse. King Aldario's true plan was to use the magical amulet to enslave Draconon and the other dragons to fight in the coming war. Aldario escaped and left our heroes to fight the now-crazed Farbagalt. After using their skills they've acquired throughout their god quests, our heroes were able to escape the tower's collapse on Moxie, their flying carpet. Our scene continues as the Dirty Water Boys make their way to the Fellspire Mountains to reconvene with their goblin allies. Ao season two, we're back in the habit. E. That that's another that's another sister act reference that no one's seen except me. I've seen it. I got You've nothing. seen sister act? Yeah. All right. Well, cool. How we doing, boys? Oh, doing good. Pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, we haven't recorded since May. It's now November. It's been a little bit. I'm glad to be back, guys. All right, silence. Awesome. Yeah, As great job, I. guys. Great I'm job, happy guys. To be here. It's a big 2020 mood. <laughs> big 2020. Joey hates doing this, but like I love it. So, update for our listeners: we are all in our own homes recording, so audio is a little different. That's why. Please bear with us, but we're probably gonna be doing this for the foreseeable future, just to make sure everyone's safe and happy and healthy. But also, since the first time we recorded, we're on the Make Fun Network now officially. Whoop whoop. As of July. Yeah. You can check out the other gaming show on the network, Grown Ass Gamers, that I host. That also, everyone here except Ben has also appeared on an episode, at least one episode. Yeah. I, I was going to go on the other night, but I, I forgot that I, I had a scheduled parent call that I had to make. You could have had them just, on. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> talk about what their kid's doing instead of their homework. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> slacking. All right, guys. So, season two. That awesome recap, we are back in the habit. We got betrayed by King Eldario. Right? It's Eldario, right? I'm I'm yep. rusty. It's Eldario, yep. Eldora. And then the king was uh a dead guy. Eladio. Uh, yeah, Eladio. Okay. Guy. <laughs> okay. I still have the board up here so I can still see the board from Ramat, but you guys can't see I the board. I miss that board so much though. <laughs> <laughs> Where it just says the three names and that's it. <laughs> I well, I mean, I would look up and I would reference that all the time. It's like, okay, 
All right, we got it. And like, I think there's like one that's kind of crossed off, and I think that's Eldario because it went from prince to king. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's now the undisputed ruler of the Golden Empire. Bum bum bum. <laughs> uh, update for everyone: We are now level eight. Correct, right, Ben? Indeed. Yes. So we'll go from there. Uh, so what are we doing, Ben? All right. So this picks up minutes after we left off in uh, season one. So you've been taken west out of the Fellspire Mountains on Moxie. You're a sentient flying carpet. She landed you on a glade, a small hillock, so where you can see kind of off in the distance the collapse of King Corius Tower um, as it's being destroyed by the now crazed Farbagalt, the ancient golden dragon protector, you know, of Eldario's family. You received a message from a uh, angelic figure, a uh, messenger of Thebris, that says, all is not lost, seek Kargazar. We left off with you guys deciding to, uh, first off, reconvene with your goblin allies over in the Fellspire Mountains, uh, the yes. eastern range of the Fellspire Mountains, I should say. So we're heading towards the Omarukatal. Yep. To get our sweet goblin boys. Our plan, what's our plan if we get them? All right. I know when we originally ended last session, we're like, we're going to go to the city and raise the city, but I'm not sure if that's a good idea now. I've had six <laughs> months to think about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys. Shit went hit. Shit hit the floor. Hi, I'm Big Boots here. Welcome back, everyone. What are we doing? Should we go and get the Goblin Boys, or should we try to rescue the princess, or should we both? Both. Okay. We should I get the goblins and rescue the princess. I think the princess is going to be fine on her own. You you think so? You don't think the brother's going to hurt her? I don't see that happening. No. All right. Let Let's just go to the Omarugatal and see what we can collect our thoughts from there. I ride on Magna's back. Hell yeah. On the carpet. <laughs> on the carpet. Yes. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> I want to feel tall. Uh, Magna, roll athletics. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, God. He wants to feel the breeze <laughs> through his hair. Natural 20. Natural 20, nice. Yeah, so the, uh, the weight on your shoulders, literally and figuratively, it does not seem to bother you at all in this moment. Big Boots climbs right up there, and it's like you're holding a small sack of... Uh, Potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, I don't like it as much as I did earlier, but uh, I'm used to it now. I hate it. I, I feel like that's Magna's endearing name for Big Boots now, just his little sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your little that's, sack of potatoes. Uh, I refuse to call him that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how far are we from the Omarukatal? Sure. So you guys are about a week's ride on your magic flying carpet. Oh, now the uh, the carpet also needs a little bit of time to recharge. It's like it's semi sentient, carrying you know four people on its back. It, it tires out. So usually nighttime would be the time that it recharges. So you get like eight hours of flight out of it, and then at nighttime it lands. You guys set up camp, and then the next morning it's recharged, and you can keep flying. She, okay. she, yes. <laughs> Can it go farther since it's only carrying three and a half men? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Like I'm not that. sorry. I I'm don't not like sorry. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, about four nights into the journey, it's uh, nighttime, and you guys go to land. You can feel that it's a little shakier of a landing, as Moxie is, you know, getting a little worn out from the day's flight. She flies high enough that, like, everything kind of looks like ants. You know, you can see, like, villages. You can see the, you know, the civilians moving around. 
you can see like huge forests and stuff in the mountains kind of off to the to the north uh to your left as you're flying eastward yeah so she goes to uh, find this little clearing in in a in a small wood to land in could i have a survival role for someone to set uh set up the fire uh, you're not gonna want big boots that's a natty one <laughs> with a plus two so i'm hitting rocks together not knowing what to do <laughs> 14? I'll, I'll, I'll say, Joey, you got it. Go ahead. 14, 14. will get the fire started, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so you make this nice roaring fire. You're able to find some, like, small animals and meat, you know, that you can cook over the fire, kind of on a, on a spit, you know, with a 14, and you guys get a, a nice little camp set up, you know? There's a, a small blanket of stars above, kind of a clearing in this canopy of trees that you've landed in, and that just kind of gives you guys a, a moment of peace. Like, I know that there's been a lot that's happened, I guess, would your characters have any questions or like, how, how are your characters feeling right now about everything that's transpired? Big Boots is mad. Um, he's, he's never been betrayed like this before. So he's, uh, he's a grumpy boy for sure. The dirty grumpy boys. Uh, <laughs> Kalanon definitely saw this coming. So if anything, it's a bit of disappointment. Well, he saw the madness happening with, when he saw the dented <clears throat> crown placed on, uh, Aldario's head. So, that made sense. This whole whole thing kind of makes sense, but he's just disappointed that it actually came to light. So he's not sad. He's not angry. He's just disappointed. Classic because he had, he had he had a, um, a modicum of faith in Eldario, and that actually did not prevail. And then that's where he's at. I'm I'm a fucking kill him. Theron's a little peeved. peeved. At him, a little mad, a little angry. Magnus is definitely upset about it, just because he and uh, Eldario were pre- seemed like they were pretty close friends, and so for him to kind of turn on him like that and go to such lengths for power is uh, it's definitely upsetting for Magna. Totally, yeah. So as as uh, Moxie goes to recharge, you can see her kind of start to glow this kind of yellowish light. As she's regaining her magical strength for the next day's flight. Could I have everybody roll perception? Two. <laughs> Seven. I see nothing. Eighteen. Uh, I rolled a two on the die, so that's uh, ten. Okie doke. Kalanon, Magna, and Big Boots are kind of just absorbed in, in their thoughts. Just like a, like a disappointment, like a cold anger uh, towards this king that they thought they could trust. Theron, you're the one that notices the snapping of branches and twigs kind of off in the woods. It'd probably be about nine o'clock at night at this point. So it's pretty dark out, uh, you know, beyond your campfire. Okay. Um, in that case, I want to use the power of my locket and kind of disappear into the shadows with like my bow drawn and just kind of sneak towards the like the way the sound is coming. Totally. Yeah. Go ahead and roll stealth. Big Boots is still just hitting the rocks together. <laughs> like the fire's already starting he's like yep <laughs> 28 28 on stealth yowza Ooh, yeah yeah so so you're able to um, essentially disappear uh you have your bow drawn and you're able to sneak off into the woods uh you hear three distinct voices there uh that are approaching the fire um that would be the voice of a half work kind of a deep husky you know uh you hear a um like a very sleek, slender kind of voice. Like, uh, like it sounds like 
like a foam latte of voices and then a uh, kind of a high British accent of an elf as the three uh, approach the campfire. Can I hear what they're saying? Yes. Um, they, uh, they seem to have been looking for someone and they, they think they finally found him. So the, so the rest of you, uh, Big Boots, Magna, Kalanon, you guys would see these three, half-orc, an elf, and a tabaxi, kind of coming out of the tree range into the light of the campfire. And they all kind of look at each other and then look at you three. And they, they hesitate for a moment, or they, they linger for a moment on Big Boots. And then you see the elf, uh, elven female, just kind of start to jump with joy and get excited. She says, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh thank the gods, we finally found him. Are you Big Boots? Uh, who wants to know? She's your biggest fan. Well, then, of course, I'm Big Boots. What's up? And she uh, kind of, like, giddily makes her way over to the fire and sits down right next to you. And uh, the other two kind of follow suit. The big hulking half-orc kind of takes it. He's, like, leaning up against a tree, you know? And then the uh, tabaxi comes over and sits crisscross applesauce on the opposite end of the fire. And the uh, elf, she um, introduces herself. She says, her name is Eileen Quarn. Eileen? Does she walk with a limp? (laughs) She says, no, not since I got it fixed. (laughs) That restoration spell is a real doozy, I tell you. So, uh, you're you're looking for us? Why? She says, well, uh, you're famous. I mean, who hasn't heard of Big Boots and the Dirty Water Boys? Well, that's that's very true, yes. Uh, What can I do for you? You want a headshot? She says, yes. Yes, I believe I would. All right, I, I draw her a headshot. Um, real quick, what's a tabaxi? Tabaxi's a cat folk. Oh, okay. I, I knew that, but I, I wasn't sure if Joey knew that. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> sure. I didn't know what it was, but I wasn't going to ask. All right, thank you. Um, I'm going to draw uh, a picture of the kitty cat, um, but like really extra buff, but I'm not a great artist, so it's a stick figure with like buff arms, and I'm going to give it to the Eileen, be like, there you go. Signed XOXO Big Boots. She uh, she takes the picture and smiles and she says, well, that's not really the kind of headshot I was hoping for. And she... Um, oh, you wanted light- one of me. Oh. Quick as lightning draws her short sword and tries to attack you. Uh, um, that's a 14 versus your armor class. It's going to miss. All right. Yeah. So it whiffs right by your, fa- right by your head. <clears throat> Guys, go ahead and roll initiative. I got a 26. I got an eight. 17. Uh, 18. Excellent. Uh, so, Theron, you are up first uh, from your position of cover. Still invisible, still got the bow drawn. Uh, you see this elven woman um, try and take a slice out of Big Boots' head and just kind of whiff. How do you respond? Uh, I'm trying to decide if I... I don't think I want to shoot to kill because we, I don't really know... Nah, then again, I don't really know what they're doing here anyway, so screw it. Shoot to kill. I'm just going to go ahead and shoot the... It was the tabaxi that swung at him. Or the elf, right? Yep, okay. elf. I'm going to go ahead and shoot at her with my bow. Alright, go ahead and take the shot, my dude. Do I get advantage since I'm technically hidden from them? Uh, We'll say yes. Yeah, because okay. they, they don't see you coming. I mean, I still probably would have hit because um, she's an elf. Uh, let's see. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just because she's an elf. <laughs> to me, elf implies low AC. I don't know why. <laughs> but I got wow. a 23. Oh, Damn. Shot. 23, yeah, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Yeah, the elves are like the Eloy from the time machine. 
It's like thin and wispy, nothing to him. Unless you're Elrond. Elrond's a badass. That'd be nine. Damage? Nine damage? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, so your arrow whizzes out of the air. Uh, you blink back into vision. Strikes her right in the back of the shoulder. She lets out a yelp. That alerts the other two, the half-orc and the tabaxi, to draw their weapons as well. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my extra attack and shoot her again. 25. That'll also hit, yeah. 12 damage. Alright, that's a little more like it. Yeah, second arrow kind of sticks in where the first one did, like, pretty precise. You see blood start to ooze down from her shoulder as she's, like, in pain. Um, next up is them, with a 19 for initiative. So, the, uh, elfin woman Eileen, she's gonna take two swings at Big Boots with her short sword. Ooh, an 18 and a 1. Uh, I'm gonna cutting word one of those. So I roll a d6 and I minus the result to their first attack. Excellent. Uh, six. Six, so, so does a 12 hit? No. Okay, yeah, so she, um, she goes to swing, and what, what cutting words do you tell her as she's mid-swing? Um, you're no longer president of my fan club. She, you hear, like, a, like, a short, like, <gasps> like a gasp. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, both her attacks miss. The, uh, half-orc springs into action. He has a, a battle axe that he carries on his back that he readies, and he goes to attack Magna. Oh, man. Okay, so Magna, that is a 14 versus your armor class, and then a nat 1. Uh, they both miss, because my, right. my armor class is 18. Totally. We'll say, like, he swings the first one and glances off your armor, and then the second one's just a total whiff as the uh, the backswing, you know? You're able to c- kind of maneuver out of the way. Uh, the hell are the, you swinging at? The tabaxi, he is going to draw a rapier. He is looking, kind of scanning through the woods, looking for where that arrow came from. Uh, that would be a 17 perception. Um, um, at- he has, sorry, he has disadvantage on his perception check because oh. of my locket's ability. Well, in that case, he got a 13. <laughs> so he uh, has his rapier drawn and he's kind of moving towards the woods, trying to sniff you out, um, trying to find where, like, who shot that arrow? Who is the missing person? You know, in the Dirty Water Boys that, like, is sniping out people. They're not really um, fans, then, are they, if they don't know the missing person? Right. right. <laughs> Do I need to re-roll stealth, or is it still based off my other stealth roll? Uh, go ahead and re-roll stealth. Okay. Um, just because now you're visible. 14. Okay. Um, yeah, so he he gets your general direction, but he doesn't identify where you're at exactly. Kind of like a, oh, that came from that angle, so it must be over here somewhere. Uh, after those three, we have Magna with an 18 initiative. All right, Magna's going to swing at the guy who is swinging at him. Excellent. The half-orc? Yeah, uh, 11? 11's a miss. All yeah, right. so you swing your hammer, and he just steps out of the way. He's like, ha, 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 human. Right. I'm going to go for another swing. Fuck. Four. Four? Yeah. Now, are you adding in your attack bonus? What would my attack bonus be again? Uh, it's, so it's the d20 plus uh, the number, like the attack bonus for your weapon. Strength and proficiency. Yep. So you add your proficiency plus your strength mod, and also the plus to your weapon. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then the first swing would have been a uh, 18. 18 will hit. Yep. And then the second swing would have been a uh, 11. 11's a miss. All right. 
I forgot about those. We're rusty. Yeah, just yeah, it's bit. been a while. It's right. been a while. So and uh, <laughs> so since the first one did hit, I'm gonna go ahead and activate uh, thunderous smite. Hell yeah! Extra D6 damage. Or no? Yeah, it's D6. So D4. So four damage from the initial swing. Uh, plus. Um, four is eight, and then the Thunder Smite is four, so twelve altogether. Not too shabby. Swing. Yeah. So the uh, you know your your hammer hits him right in the chest, and you hear like a boom, kind of like a thunderclap on his chest as it the the the, the elect, you know the magical energy explodes, um, kind of disjarring him. It's like <laughs> very half orcally. Uh, after Magna, we have Kalanon. Um, I'm going to use the Staff's ability to attack. Heck I'm yeah. I'm going to strike out at the Half-Orc as I see that he's unbalanced. Good deal. That is a natural one. Well, so that is it. <laughs> I, I can't make you reroll misses. I can make hits reroll, but I can't make misses reroll. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Then we have uh, Big Boots with an 8. Last uh, initiative round, last but not least. Barbarian Rage. And I'm going to just pull my trident out and just try to jump on the lady who swung at me and try to stab her in the chest. Heck yeah. So Barbarian Rage is bonus action. Yes, sir. And then uh, go ahead and roll Acrobatics to try and jump up on her shoulders. Okay. Acrobatics, you say? Yep. That's a total of 12? Yeah, you get up there. Nice. Um... She, uh, she's got all of her focus, you know, on like trying to maneuver her short sword. So when you jump up on her, it takes her kind of by surprise. Um, and then go ahead and make an attack with your trident. You try it two handedly. That is a 21 total. That will hit. Yeah. All right. So this is two handed. I get to roll D eight, eight total. And was that adding on your, um, barbarian rage damage? Oh no. So it'd be 10 total. There we go. A little better, yeah. Uh, she's not looking too hot. After big boots, we have Theron uh, back at the top of the round with a twenty-six. After seeing like big boots jump, is he still on top of her? Yeah. He is, yeah, right up like, in her. She's grill. like on the ground. Okay, in that case, I'm not going to shoot towards her. I'm gonna go ahead and fix my bow on the that was it the half orc that came after me or the other guy? The Tabaxi. Tabaxi. Okay. Fix my bow at the kitty and go ahead and uh, use my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark. And we're going to go ahead and shoot him. Shoot her! Jurassic shoot. Park. That's going to be a 22. That'll get there. Yep. And he hasn't taken any damage yet, right? He's not. Uh, okay. 15. 15. Nice. And then we'll go ahead and shoot him again. Okay. 21. Yep. 19. Yeah, that's not too shabby. So you just fill this tabaxi with two arrows. I'm going to say he identifies where you're at now uh, because he sees that's fair. <laughs> where the arrows are at, sees where you're shooting from. Heck yeah. You're just going all Lurtz Boromir on this guy. Uh, anything else, Theron? Um, no, I was going to move, but there's no point because I can't rehide myself anyway, so I'll just stay where I am. Okie doke. 
Uh, then we have them. Uh, we'll resolve to Tabaxi first. Tabaxi runs up and tries to stab you with his rapier. That would be a 21 to hit. Yeah, it For hits. the first attack. Then second attack is a 17 to hit. Both hit. All right. That's uh, 24 damage in total. Damn. Uh, I'm gonna use my braid, my uh, my golden coin I got from my dad, to make him miss that attack. I can make one hit a miss per day. Excellent. Yeah. So one of those attacks misses. That would only we'll say it's the higher one. That's gonna make it 11 damage. Thanks. I got folks. you, Magna. I got you, or Theron, whoever you are. It's been a while. Good enough. <laughs> Now we have uh, the elven woman with big boots. Um, she's going to try and make two attacks. 11 and 16. Uh, the 11's going to miss. I'm going to use cutting word on that 16 again. Uh, so we minus three, so that'll constitute a miss. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to say, uh, n- no, no, you, you die now. She's like, no, you die now. And I'm going to tap dance on her chest while I'm still staying on her chest, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, half-orc, we have going after Magna. Um, he's going to take another swing at you with his axe. That is a 22 and a 19. Oh, they both hit. All right. So the first hit is doing nine damage. Second hit is doing 11 damage. Ow. You're good. You're a tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. <laughs> and after me, I barely ma- felt it. <laughs> Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> All right, Magna, you're up, my dude. All right, Magna is going to go for another swing. Excellent. Uh, nine for the first swing. Ooh, 25. 25, that'll get there. So I reread the the Thunder Smite and it's actually two D six. Oh, okay. If you, damage. If you want to add a D six for last time real quick, that's cool. Aww. So go ahead and Aww. do that. I appreciate it. Then we'll resolve it. this attack. You are a, a great and benevolent GM. One D s Alright, so that's an extra two damage from the last one. Got it. The beard giveth and the good beard taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, all together that's sixteen damage. Yeah, it was a. That is. Oh, and then plus four for the bonus I get with the weapon, so twenty actually. Nice. Yeah, so you just clobber the shit out of this guy uh, once again, striking that same spot on his chest with a boom. Um, and you you feel under the weight of your hammer like a few of his ribs pop out of place as he lets out this like spittle fueled, you know. Quit now while you still are. <laughs> you still are what? <laughs> <laughs> while he still is. While he's well, you still being. is. <laughs> After Magna, we have Kalanon. What's the uh, what's the situation look like? I guess as far as area is concerned. Sure. So we have uh, right next to the fire. We have Big Boots standing over the elfin woman uh, mm. playing whack a mole with mm. his uh, trident and her in- internal organs. Um. We have the half-orc that is getting piss-pounded by Magna and his big hammer. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, and then we have the tabaxi, 
who um, is slicing and dicing Theron uh, with his rapier, and Theron's got his bow out. Situation we'll where's where's the half orc in relation to the tabaxi? Half orc's about fifteen feet away. Uh, tabaxi is fifteen feet away from the fire, kind of by the tree line uh, uh, where Theron was at. And when then about doubt- you know the half orc's also about ten feet away from you know Big Boots and the Eileen. So from the fire, uh, Big Boots is ten feet away from it. Big Boots is next to the fire, but oh, the half orc is kind of around the fire, ten feet away. Got it. When in doubt, cast fireball. Uh, I I believe that's going to be the, the case here, but Big Boots would be caught up in it. I can take it. Put lace it on the fire. Do it. Fireball me, daddy. Uh, <laughs> Do it. All right. Well, um, caving to peer pressure because peer pressure is never lost. Um, Kalanon <laughs> <laughs> uh, is going to cast fireball. All right. And she's prone, so she gets disadvantage on her dexterity save. Uh, I'm assuming a two on the dice will not get there. That is correct. All right. Uh, Big Boots, go ahead and make that dexterity save. Yeah, because I now have danger sense, I have advantage on uh, dexterity saving throws when it comes to spells. Because I uh-huh. took a, a level in bar, a barbarian, so that's a 21 total. So I think that'll save, so I'll take half damage. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a 16 that they're going to need. Yeah. Now, real quick, were you casting that centered on the fire? So it would not be centered on the fire per se, but it would be kind of off center a little bit to catch the half orc and the tabaxi since they're about 15 feet away and it's 20 foot. Okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. So then the half orcs deck save is a 14. So he's not going to make it. And then Magna also needs to make a deck save. Oh, goody. You'll be fine. Four. (laughs) Okay. You're taking full damage, my dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay, he's oh, the tank. It's his job. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I can take all the damage in the world. 33. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've, 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 they turn into like a mixture of beef jerky and a popped meat filled water balloon. On fire. On is that fire. How much damage I'm taking in 33? That is correct. What's half of that? 16, we're calling? Mm hmm. That is uh, also correct. Yeah, okay. so the, uh, the elf bursts into flames. Uh, the half-orc explodes in a fiery ball of destruction, leaving only the th- uh, tabaxi left. Uh, Kalanon is uh, effectively, like, kind of upset at this point in time because, like, he was disappointed before. Like, he was kind of stewing in his own thoughts. But at this point in time, he's just like, enough! And, uh, yeah, fireball solves all the... All your problems. Magna would beg to differ <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, Kalanon does not notice whatsoever that you were burned. Thanks. I appreciate that. I got a health potion for you. <laughs> Please, I'm down from like 76 to 23 in one turn. <laughs> 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 Just start spamming. I need heals. <laughs> I need healing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after Kalanon, we have big boots. All right. So the lady that I was stabbing is dead, dead or dead. at least unconscious. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the 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 kitty boy, kitty person's alive. He's alive. Yeah, he was out of range of the fireball. How's he looking? Not good. No, he's lost a considerable amount of health. He's got arrows in him. More arrows than Sean Bean, the end of Lord of the Rings. Uh. The fellowship. 
You're the um, Boromir of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Zone of Truth on him. So I'll end the Barbarian Rage and cast Zone of Truth. Excellent. Wisdom save. Nope. Okay. Um, right, so what do you got, my dude? Uh, who sent you here? Your friends are dead. If you want to live, you're going to spill the beans. Your little toe beans. <laughs> he, uh, he looks and he's like, just starts hissing, you know, kind of like a feral hiss. And he says, no one sent us. We came of our own volition. Why did How you else are we going to collect the bounty on your head? How much is the bounty? Uh, you can see him like physically start to contort, uh, trying to work against the spell, but in vain. He says, uh, uh, 2,000 gold pieces each. Whoa. Okay, that is... I get it. That's some scratch, bro. Uh, if I leave you... If I la- if I let you live, you go still try to get us? Or is this a situation where, like, you're you're good? Or do I have to kill you? Says, well, now you've killed my friends. Now I will not stop. Okay. Until um, your little head is on a spit. Okay. Well, uh, sorry, bro. Uh, it's gonna be the end of my turn. I'm gonna get who's up next in our rotation. Is it Theron? It'll be Theron. Yep. Uh, Bardic Inspiration to Theron. That's metagaming, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Theron, you're up next. This guy's in a zone of truth. If it was okay. in uh, the dentist office, it would be a zone of tooth. <laughs> uh, That's I guess I'll option. just go ahead and I can't punch him because I have no strength, so that won't do anything. I keep forgetting to up my strength. To make it to where I can just punch people in the face. Um, so I guess I'll just uh, pull out my hand axe and just kind of drive it. Because I'm assuming he turned around to talk to Big Boots, maybe. Yeah, he is currently facing away from you. Yeah, his so face is. Just drive my hand axe just like right into the soft spot on the like the back of his head, like where his totally. head meets his neck. Is he a baby? He has a soft spot still in his skull. Yeah, the softer spot. the softer spot right where like. Right where your skull kind of ends and your neck starts. Oh, I thought you meant like on the skull, like how babies have that self-destruct button. Self-destruct <laughs> <Yes>. button. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, too, all kitties are babies. Mm, true. That's the really ace. That's the real ASAB. ACAB. Poor guy. Uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Uh, yeah. yeah, that hits. Nineteen damage. Yeah, how do you want to kill him? Just, you know, axe. I'm imagining, like, so he's a a cat, so he's smaller than, uh, like, an average, but, like, bigger than Big Boots? Well, yeah, he's a a medium-sized creature, technically, but he stands about five feet tall. Okay, so I'm I'm imagining just the axe just going through, like, the back of his neck, and then just, like, splitting his bottom jaw, like, top corner of the axe just, like, coming through, like, out of his mouth, like... Axe Channeling there, the god of war. <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of, you know, ripping it out. Totally. I mean, they're all super dead. Yeah. <laughs> Bad kitty. <laughs> uh, can we loot, see if there's anything on them clue-wise or money-wise? Definitely. Money-wise, uh, each of them has four gold pieces to their name. Um, inside the elf's satchel, uh, which she set down when she went to talk to you, so it was caught out of the, it's out of the blast radius. Uh, inside, you see a wanted poster. Um, it has a headshot of Big Boots, and it says "Wanted Big Boots, uh, Gnome Barbarian, Barbarian rather." 
And then it's uh, a thousand alive, two thousand dead. Oh, they really want me dead. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, at the bottom in small print it says that the same deal can be made for any other members of the Dirty Water Boys. Um, and it lists you guys up by names, but they don't have a headshot of you guys. So really, the headshot's only Big Boots. It's like Big Boots and Co. Is is the headshot one of my own that I've drawn? It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess I need to learn subtlety. Is that is that what I'm learning, guys? It might help. <laughs> I show them the Mohan poster. Yeah. Uh, see, so this this would tell you that there are definitely going to be bounty hunters out for you guys. Um, does it say it's like from the Golden Empire or another nation? Yes, uh, Bounty was set by the Golden Empire. Okay. Uh, we might have to go to Atten, guys. <laughs> Atten and Hobrook might be our sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those places are open. You know, open for business. Any, uh, you know, kind of the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of deal, you know? And, and our attack on their ship was at sea. They had no idea it was us. So, as far as they know, we're still okay, maybe. <laughs> where was where was the one dude from? He was from Atten, right? The werewolf? Yep. We probably shouldn't go there. <laughs> uh, he's probably still stuck on the island. I don't think we're have a problem there. That's true. I guess it just really depends which one's closer. I, I mean, mean we, our boat is still at the Sears place. Yeah. Place. We can get to the Oracle from the Omarukatal Castle if we have to. Um, But yeah, how far away from the from the Omarukatal are we? Uh, about four more days. About four more days. And this uh, this attack happened at night or during the day? At night. Okay. I, I guess, do we just try to get some sleep and figure out what to do in the morning? Because I, I burned a lot of stuff. And Magna's a little little hurt. He could use some sleepy poo. No, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think sleep would be a good idea. Move the bodies away from camp. Clean up a little bit, maybe. <laughs> Dump the bodies. Probably, probably move a little bit away and just start a new camp. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna make a well, new camp with a blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Bender from Futurama. No, no, Kalanon started a fire. <laughs> what? That's true. Yeah, after after combat, Kalanon's just gonna keep to himself for the most part. And completely ignore Magna's injuries that yeah. he caused. Oh, thanks, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'll throw a cure light wounds on Magna. And then we'll go from there. We'll just call it a night. <laughs> Cure light wounds. That'd be one d eight plus your spellcasting modifier, which is incredibly high. Uh, got yourself a total of twelve there, cowboy. I, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. You'll get the you'll get the rest from sleeping, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Sleeping uh, long rest is like full HP. Yeah, you're good. Oh, that's true. My internal bleeding has stopped. You're welcome. You might be able to get some sleep now. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, uh, the night passes without any more incident. Um, you do hear your bears, though, off in the distance every so often. Kind of like they're attracted by the blood, but also they're not, like, they're, they're a little too scared to approach you guys directly. Kind of like wild animals, you know? So you hear them off in the distance. You, you figure probably right after you leave, they're going to come in and eat the bodies. Hey guys, what's up? Logan here, really quick, stepping in during the editing process, say welcome back, season two, we are here. 
we are excited to be back we're here on the make fun network a little little fun thing we're doing with the network here we're doing a giveaway to celebrate our season two return uh as officially being part of the make fun network we are we're doing a giveaway um, we're going to be giving away a dice tower dice tray combo set. So if you want to have a chance to win that, go ahead and join the Make Fun Network Facebook group. You can find that by searching Make Fun Network on the Facebook, or you can just search makefun.network. It'll bring you right to the group also. So uh, you'd be part of the group to take part of the competition to win, but there's gonna be two prizes. So win the combo set, like I just said, and you'll have an NPC named after you. So please join the group to participate in the giveaway. Also, real quick, we have our Patreon. I want to give a shout out to everyone who's given so far. Really appreciate it. You can uh, contribute to the show by going to patreon.com slash roll for sleep. You can get bonus episodes. You can play D&D with us. You get a special uh, role in the Discord and everything. It's a lot of fun. Uh, want to appreciate everyone who's given so far. Uh, it helps us cover hosting fees and uh, upgrade equipment. We're all in our own homes now, so everyone had to buy their own mics, so I used the Patreon money to help us buy that. I want to upgrade the sound equipment overall for everyone, so if you contribute there, it'll be greatly appreciated. Uh, we always put the show up for free, but it's not free to produce, so any little bit you can give is greatly appreciated. Also, what goes towards that is uh, merch. You can buy our merch at redbubble.com slash roll for damage, all one word with the number four, just like in the show. So you can go there, uh, get t-shirts and hoodies and all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, we want to thank everyone who's listened so far and participated. Uh, you can join our Discord to have some fun there. Uh, looking to do some fun stuff uh, going forward. So please join the Discord. You can find that on all of our socials, the links to that. Our socials can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Roll for Damage Pod. But uh, that's it for today. Just want to make it real short and sweet, and we'll get you back to the show. All right, thanks, guys. But uh, yeah, four more days pass without incident. Um, you guys are able to make it over. Um, eventually, you see the. Uh, Kind of the small, like, dip in the road you um, encountered the Omo Rukatal. Um, it seems like ages ago since you took this path up to the uh, now-destroyed city of Branded Alder. So it was kind of a kind of a homecoming, but not necessarily in a, in a positive light. We, we passed Branded Alder? Uh, so, Branded, so this is the road that takes you north to Branded Alder. Okay. Because okay. you have the, the Mist of Madness, and then it's like the road kind of sinks down, so it's beneath the, the mist level. Gotcha. Where we first uh, met yeah. the Goblin Boys. Right. The Dirty Goblin Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so you guys are able to uh, fly Moxie. Moxie's got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of juice left in her. Um, she flies you guys on the road, and eventually you see the uh, the ruined fortress, kind of roadside fortress where the Omor Rukatal has taken up residence. Um, you see two goblins armed with, like, spears the- made out of, of human femurs, you know? And they look and they see you guys approach and they just wave their little goblin hands. <laughs> All right. Uh, make a landing. Uh, I Before it, like Moxie fully lands, I'm going to jump off and do like a superhero landing to look all cool for my goblin boys. Hell yeah. Roll acrobatics, my dude. Natty 20. Holy shit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> throw like a backflip in there. Oh. <laughs> Real quick. Did we have a ward here there? Yeah. There's a Nick Jr. War, war, uh, Nick Jr. Rokotal here. Okay. As far as wards, as in Bobby, he's still at the Golden Kingdom, Golden Palace. Yeah, so uh, they they both drop their weapon and start to clap with their little empanada-like fists. 
All right. <laughs> uh, hey, what's up, Goblin Bros? How are we doing? Really well, sir. How are you? I'm Quite good. The landing. Oh, it was pretty dope, wasn't it? Indeed. Very dope. So, uh, where's the Nick Jr. Rokatal? Nick Jr. Rokatal is dead. Oh. His son has taken over. Nick Jr. Jr. Rokatal. Oh, Richie's dead? Indeed. Oh, no, Richie. And Big Boots just kind of, like, stares down for a second, ponders. Okay, take me to Nick Jr. 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 Rokatal. We will, sir. They salute. Ask what happened? Or... Yes. <laughs> I feel uh, like natural death is not a thing here. Turns out a diet of all meat uh, has very bad effects on the heart. He suffered a massive stroke. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yes, we we had a, a very nice funeral for Richard. And we've all pledged to add vegetables to our diet. <laughs> Indeed. So glad they're learning from everything. All right. Uh, so glad you guys are eating your fruits and veggies. Uh, you say, what's a fruit? Oh, uh, I look at my backpack, see if I have like an apple or a pear or something. Do I? Uh, yeah, we'll say you have a pear. All right, I throw him a pear, be like, yes, uh, and I cut it in half for him and, and give him each a half. There you go. What am I supposed to do with this, sir? You'll eat it and you'll poop like a champion. Really? Yeah. He like devours it in one bite. Is it good? Yes. Yes, it's delicious. All right. Uh, this time tomorrow, you'll probably have what what's called a BM for the first time. Ah, uh, yes. Wait, a BM for the first time. Yes. All right. I'm going to walk past this because this is weird. And I'm going to talk to <laughs> my Nick Jr. Rokotal. Excellent. So the Nick Jr. Jr. Rokotal, uh, his name is uh, Bloodspurtle. Okay. And um, he looks just like Richie, except he's a little bit shorter and not as stocky. Um, he'll grow into it, though. You know, Bloodspurtle looks over, uh, sees that you have the fancy hat, and he salutes and says, Dirty Water Boys, we're at your service. Hey, what's up, uh, b- Blood, blood spur- Spurtle? Blood Spurtle, yes. Hey, you can I... just call me Blood for short. Okay. What's up, Blood? Uh, I, I was friends with your father. Sorry to hear of his passing. As were we all. Um, as it looks like you still recognize me as the leader of the Omarukatal, since I am Omarukatal. Point to my hat. Of course, who else would have the fancy hat? Uh, no one else, just me, and me forever. Um, so, remember, I you might not remember, but last time I was here, I told you Goblin Boys to train and learn how to fight pretty well. Have you guys been doing that? Says, well, we have been training to learn how to fight pretty well, yes. Yeah. I will not say that we're experts, but on a scale of 1 to 14, we're a solid 9. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing that's their level? No, Maybe? he's just arbitrary. Oh, arbitrary. System. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Because before you're at a two. So very good. I'm proud of all of you. So we have some news. Uh, you know how the Golden Empire kind of ruled this area, but like we were friends with them? Yes. Yeah, not not anymore, bro. Um, Do they not, not rule the area anymore? They still rule the area, but they not cool. They uh, King King went full crazy pants. Uh, yes. I remember our old leader, crazy pants. <laughs> so yeah we, we just kind of need to hunker down here for a little bit and we're gonna go from there because we're not really sure what to do but we wanted to go somewhere where we'd be safe and you guys would treat us like kings because we are kings yes we have a surprise for you as well sir really yes we've captured a prisoner oh now 
you, you know, you see a a female goblin kind of walk up, and she's like, "Now, blood, we didn't really capture him. She came of her own volition. She's just chilling in the dragon room." And he's like, "Mom, <laughs> we captured her. <laughs> we have her in custody. She is chained up." And you can see anytime he like pauses for a minute, the female goblin does like the air quotes. <laughs> Um, show me your captive here, Blood. Yes, she is over in the dragon room. All right, I, I grab his hand and, and walk over with to the dragon room. Excellent. Now, as far as the dragon room goes, um, he would go on to explain how, you know, after they uh, got their new summons to start training, they tried to reorganize this ruined fortress to make it a little bit more defensible. So they have named all the rooms. First, they used numbers, but then they ran out of numbers. <laughs> and then they used colors, but they ran out of colors. And so then they went with animals. So you have the goblin room down one hallway, and then there's the tall one room, the rat room, the cow room, and the dragon room is the last one. They ran out of numbers and colors? Where'd they stop at? Three? <laughs> as, as well, no, there 14. are only three numbers, you tall one. He says there's one, two, and many. <laughs> <laughs> I love these goblins so much. <laughs> yeah, as far as colors, they call out the only colors in their palette are uh, blood, black, brown, gray, and meat. <laughs> Fantastic. I feel like this crossover with red and meat, but blood yeah. and meat, excuse me. Depends on the kind of blood. That's true. <laughs> and chicken is. Little... Chicken's a white meat. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he leads you down to the the very last room in the hall, the dragon room. Um, right above, you can see dragon spelled out, and it's like a mixture of uh, upper and lowercase letters, and like the G is backwards, and the N is upside down. Oh, they learn Russian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as they uh, as they open the door, you can see Princess Eldora in there, kind of pacing back and forth. But say she, the door opens, she looks over, she sees Kalanon, and you guys would all see her face go white as she rushes up and throws her arms around his neck in, like, happy tears. And she whispers in your ear, Kalanon, she says, I was so worried about you when I heard what happened. I, I drop my uh, staff as she jumps on me. Um, I, I, was, I was so concerned for you, but I knew you'd be safe. I'm so... How did you end up here, by the way? I'm so happy to see you, but how did you get here? She um she has like a little satchel that she carries around her. Um, you would also notice she's in her crimson snipe armor. She pulls a couple of good berries out and hands one to you, and hands one to Big Boots, hands one to Theron, hands one to Magna. She says, "Well, do you uh, do you have a moment?" Yeah, uh, for you, absolutely. It's excellent. I uh, see. I right after your um, you know, my brother and and the four of you and Farbagalt traveled off to find Corey's hold. I found out that the uh, the city was placed under the care of my brother's second-in-command. He is an, an awful human named Grigorovich. I don't know where he came from, but he uh, dresses in a black robe. He's very tall and skinny with a bald head and a goatee. Uh, a fierce look in his eyes. So I know not where he came from, but he's been my brother's advisor for a few weeks now. He has taken control of the city in my brother's absence. Um, he started passing laws you know, to marshal the city. You know, there's a curfew in place, uh, a forced, um, what's the word? Like where people have to go into the army, forced conscription. 
and he's just he's turning out the whole city towards military purposes she says i believe that the the attack on the other nations is going to happen soon my brother came back to the city very briefly saying that you had all been slain and farbagalt had gone missing the dragon that he rode you can see like like as she's remembering it like a look of just terror on her face as her you know all the color drains out um she says the dragon that he rode was not like one i've ever seen before it was large had thick black wings much larger than farbagalt i i I didn't know that a dragon could breathe more than one element uh big boots kind of like agape uh hearing that multiple element thing just kind of like you hear you hear a sound from his pants and he's a little little scared (laughs) (laughs) totally yeah she um she says i i believe that he means to use this this uh elder dragon as it will as it were to uh, make war on the other nations there's now one other thing and she pulls a letter out of her pocket and hands it over to Kalanon. um she says i i received news um see right before all this occurred i called in my other assassins the other assassins in my league of which i am the leader uh the crimson snipe you know is the leader of the sparrows which are kind of a league of assassins that like everyone has one city you know that they kind of keep tabs on and then during like times of great crisis all the sparrows come together in kind of an assassin league you know and there's nine of them counting uh counting princess eldora um she says i received this letter and uh the letter reads that um one of the sparrows has been captured by grigorovich and is currently being in- interrogated uh the youngest member doran uh has been captured where is she stationed in the golden city usually or is she or he doran i don't know the pronoun uh she yeah she uh what where was she stationed when she was captured she says well she was one of the um one of the wilderness sparrows to guard the si- guard the streets into the cities kind of like a ranger ish you know like a ranger assassin uh mixture she was captured as she entered the city uh one of the guards was tipped off and and now she's, I believe, being uh, groomed for execution after they get the answers out of her that they want. If she's, if she sticks to her training, they're not going to get any answers out of her. She, uh, you know, Princess Eldora just kind of paces back and forth and she says, one can only hope. Uh, Doran is the, the youngest member of the Sparrows, and I, I fear for her life and her safety. Because that's actually why I came here. Uh, I stole away, you know, I, I ordered the Sparrows to lie low. The uh, the seven remaining to lie low while I go and um, try and recruit your goblins to help out. I, I I would like to try and break her out of prison before the execution, if possible. Um. So you you saying you need a favor from me? Indeed. Yes. She's you, very like very grave looking. Okay. What is your plan after we rescue her? Where are we to take her? She says, well, we have a safe house operated by a, a local innkeeper, uh, one that I believe. You would recognize. Uh, she says, yeah, at the Broodmare Inn, she says the uh, Randall the Barman has agreed okay. to um, to host us in his, his upper floor, kind of a, a safe house, as it were. The upper floor is where we actually first met her. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your plan after that? Are you guys going to hide in there forever or do we have to go somewhere else? Are you going to try to stage a coup? I, I want to know what your plan is after this, because I'm assuming you're wanted now also. She says, yes, I've, I've seen your wanted poster, uh, Big Boots, and, and the rest of you. I, I am also wanted. Looked good, didn't it? De- <laughs> I look pretty cool, don't I? <laughs> yes, yeah. 
<laughs> it's a great picture, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I drew it myself. She, says, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she says, no, I, uh, my brother's fabricated a story that I am working with you to bring down the empire where I try to, at- to attempt a coup. Um, that would only validate his claims and the people would rise up against me. Mm. So are you, you saying you're going to need to hang out with us for a while? Indeed. Yes, I, okay. I require your assistance. And she looks so, at Kalanon and says, please, these these sparrows, these assassins are under my care. I am their leader, and I have failed them. Please help me rectify this. Don't worry, we'll bring your sparrows to uh, to nest. But I, I'm just... We saw our own pop posters. They want us dead. Indeed. What's, what does your brother want? What is What is the reward for you? She says, oh, uh, my, my reward is at least double that. Three, four thousand. Dead also? Yes, he, dead, dead also. He wants no contenders for the throne. Now, we're fortunate that he still doesn't know of my secret identity as the Crimson Snipe. So I will be able to act uh, under cover of my mask. You, however, will not be able to walk into the city uh, un- unopposed in your current form. And she uh, takes a book out of her satchel. It's kind of an old arcane looking book. And she opens it up to a page and she says, I... I uh, was able to steal this from the library, um, or the remnants of the library, rather. Yeah, because it went kablooey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the few surviving books. And it's a, a book of witches. And she says, I believe there's a witch in the area, um, just south of the Felspire Mountains in a forest known as Ruby Finn. Which one? Uh, Ruby Finn. And uh, Which one? I get it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over my head. It's like, which one? I know, like, I was kidding. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that took me a sec, too. Um, yeah, so so uh, she believes that Ruby Finn, you know, like a, a witch, first off, is off the grid, you know, so she wouldn't alert the Golden Empire, have the resources to alert the Golden Empire to our presence. And secondly, um, they would be able to make a, like a polymorph potion that would be able to dis- disguise yourselves so that you could make it into the city unopposed. Okay. I like it. 007 style. Go in, get out. All right. Uh, what's the goblin army for if we're going in disguised? She says, well, uh, that is our reserve in case things go haywire. You you do know that things will go haywire. Says, I'm counting on it, yes. They always do. That's why it's good to have a bunch of homicidal little monsters on our side. And the goblins are like, ah, oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, princess, with all due respect, uh, I will... I will accompany. We will do this mission for you. We need to do this. Uh, I I am nervous about sending my goblins into a slaughter. Uh, so they are not cannon fodder. They will be there to back us up, but they are not there to die. Only. She uh, looks at you and kind of you see her face change a bit, and she says, "Look at you, big boots. You're becoming quite the leader. I see. Uh, these are my homeboys and." You know, the, the Dirty Goblin Boys are, are just as affiliate as much of a, the Dirty Water Boys as as you or myself are. He says, well, that is a, quite a welcome sight from the time I first met you. And she smiles. Some say my heart grew ten times the size that day. <laughs> um, you hear uh, Nick Jr. Jr. say, that's also what happened to my father, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> A great man he was till till death. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we need to head to the witch to get some potion to change our appearance. 
right? To go in, and then, uh, how far away is this thin Lizzie? Uh, about a day and a half. Once you reach the, uh, the entrance into the Fellspire Mountains on the road, uh, about a day and a half south. All right. So, relatively close. So, yeah, we'll, we'll head down there, and then double back to Omarugatal on the way back to the Golden Empire. Sounds good. Good deal. Now, uh, flying on Moxie, that's going to cut down the time. I, I should say, it's about a day and a half on foot. Uh, with Moxie, you'd be able to be there in about six hours as a, as a bird flies. Cool. One of the uh, little goblin children is going to go up to Theron. He's got like these these little hands, probably stands about a foot and a half tall. And uh, she goes up with her big murderous, you know, blue eyes. And she pulls on Theron's leather armor and is like, Mr. Theron? Yeah, w- what is it? I got you something. Oh, you, you did, did you? What'd you get me? Mm-hmm. Is I hope you like it. And she I love hands it. you a, it? uh, it's a severed thumb. And she's just no. like beaming from ear, like grinning from ear to ear as she hands it to you. Just like super giddy, kind of like a kid squirming in their own, you know. I'm going to do that whole like, you know, fake that I love it. Be like, oh, 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 wow. Where, where'd you get this from? He says, well, I already gave away the other fingers. I was saving this one for you. Well, th- thanks. I'll, I'll keep it for a, a, a little while and I just kind of like tuck it into a pocket I don't really use much totally. L- let it ferment <laughs> yeah I guess or you know ditch it after we leave as you go to tuck it into the pocket like a little bit of stuff squirts out the open end of the thumb ah, <laughs> it's like a goat oh, like a gogurt oh. <laughs> did you guys know that gogurt is just yogurt that's blasphemy. What? No, that's, that's not true at all. <laughs> it's it's in a tube. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, she wraps her little arms around your knee and uh, does that thing like when you go to walk where it's like she's holding onto your leg and standing on your foot. So it's like you're kind of carrying her along. If 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 you don't get off, you're going to end up coming with us. And witches don't like goblins. Everyone knows that. She says, oh, do you promise you can protect me, Mr. Theron? Sorry, Moxie's only built for three and a half Aww. It's uh, it's Unky Theron. It's <laughs> <laughs> not three and three quarters. Nope. And you see, like her, her whole just countenance becomes downcast, and she like her shoulders droop, and like she starts to like mope away. I'm, I'm gonna be. Like, wait, wait, come back. I got something for you. Say she immediately brightens up. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the thumb out and then kind of like scrape the goop off of where I put it in and just be like. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> She's like, ah! And she takes the goop and like does the whole like quarterback with the black paint kind of thing, like <laughs> under the eyes, <laughs> just like, like, <laughs> you know. And uh, she shows you her teeth, and she goes, "How do I look?" And she like tries to look as ferocious as she can, but as ferocious as a chihuahua, you know. V- very gross. Says, ah. And she uh, goes up and grabs your hand and kisses the back of your hand and then scurries off with her little friends. So you guys are able to make it to Moxie, but a six hour flight takes you down, um, down the southern road. Uh, You find this kind of a small forest, you know, but there is a wisp of smoke rising out of the forest. Um, Nick Jr. Jr. uh, Nick Jr. Jr. says, there it is. That's her. That's her. All right. I can smell it. And uh, as you guys would kind of make way, like get closer where you could land. He, uh, he says, now, one thing about witches, they never give away anything for free. And Eldora 
you know, she's flipping through the pages of her book that she got. She says, that's correct, actually. Yes. Uh, witches are all about making deals. They, they never give away freebies. Big Boost so pops his collar and be like, I got this. Get my pen and paper ready. One headshot coming up. <laughs> uh, Eldora just chuckles and she goes to Magna and says, and you carry this on your shoulders. You poor thing. Magna kind of just is, is staring off. <laughs> She's uh, like, yeah, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, totally. It's truly a heavy burden to bear. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys are able to make it down there. Uh, there's like a little front, like lawn area. Uh, you can see a Is little- Is this in a swamp? I'm, I'm imagining a swamp. Yeah, it's kind of swampy, you know? Okay. Not quite Shrek swamp, but like, there's definitely like a like a bog, it's bogish, you know? Yeah. Okay. And the uh, you see a little house, it looks like it's about to fall over, like it, like it is not standing straight up. It's tilting to the left in a very bad way. There's a couple of windows just covered in dust and cobwebs. Um, so it makes it, it kind of obscures your vision looking inside. You see it's, the house is surrounded by these fence posts. Each one is made from like a human, well, not human, but, but like a, like a sentient creature, medium sized leg bone. And then resting on top of it is an animal skull. You find like a raccoon, a bear, a deer, an elk, a moose, uh, a rat, you know, and kind of going around the house, each fence post has a different animal skull, uh, on, on top of it. Um, I make sure Kevin doesn't see this at all. Um, Excellent. I'm just going to, at the fence gate area, I'm just going to knock and yell. Uh, what was the witch's name again? Thin? Uh, Ruby Thin. Uh, Ruby Thin. Ruby Thin. Uh, let me on in. At that, the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to go in. Uh, Ruby Thin. Ruby Thin. Come on out, please, to converse with Finn. <laughs> they say, so looking inside the house, uh, you can see that um, there's a large black iron kettle uh, hanging over a fire in the center. And there's like a smokestack, not a smokestack per se, but like a chimney where, you know, that's the source of the smoke billowing out the top of the house. Uh, you can see that there are uh, just cases and cases of books around the perimeter of the inside. It's kind of like a studio house where it's like all one big room. Uh, you see there's a bed off in the corner covered in maggots and flies, um, just where she likes to sleep. You see that there's like a little alchemical table with a, a row of shelves above it, um, each one having different like unholy arcane ingredients. You know, standing on a uh, on like a little step stool, holding a big ladle, stirring the um, the large, ca- you know, the, the cauldron in the center. You see what looks like a, uh, a like a short kind of petite woman uh she has shoulder length red hair very blue eyes which contrast with with her hair she's wearing what looks like an old apron and uh it says kiss the cook with a skull underneath and um yeah she stands about five foot you know like four ten five foot tall like very short you know uh in comparison to like a like a medium-sized sentient but yeah her ladle is probably about three feet long and she's slowly stirring it um, and she looks over and says, how did you know what the entrance word was? Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm also a master of the, uh, the dark arts and the, ar- the arcane, the arcane and the occult. Yes. Kalanon will, um, politely ex- excuse himself into the, into the shop. Yes, yes, I, I should, I am a sucker for rhymes. 
I should probably change it from Ruby Finn, Ruby Finn, let us come in, but ah! And she kind of swats the air. That's the default uh, password. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of, you know why you can't use beef stew as a password? Because it's not strong enough. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so she um, steps down from her step stool, kind of leans the ladle up. You know, there's like a little hook on the end where she can lean it up against the rim of the cauldron. And she makes her way over to you guys um, with a very pleasant smile. She's she's you get the feeling she doesn't get guests very often. Um, she says, now, how can I help you, Mr. Arcane Arts and Friends? What do we need? Uh, a disguise self potion? What's that called? Polymorph. Polymorph. Thank you. Um, we need some polymorph potions. And we're told you're the lady to help us get it. Indeed. I can help you get those potions. In fact, I can brew them for you. I remember when I was just a young lass in witch school. That was the, one of our first lessons. Nice. All right. So what what do we got to do for you, my lady? She says, well, you've caught me at a good time. I'm just making dinner. Come, we'll eat and talk in the backyard. Okay. Uh, Callie, did you say you excuse yourself into the shop or away from? Into. Into. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like it was too dark for, for the light to... Okay. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's a couple of like uh, candelabra sconces kind of deal. Um hanging in the wall, you know? So the whole area's got kind of a dim light around it. Okay. Uh, dirty water boys, y'all want to come in with me and have some dinner? Yeah. You I'll, I'll at least come in with you. <laughs> Actually, Kalanon, uh has a great respect for witches. Really? Would not mm-hmm. have expected that. Yeah. Well, they have their own way of divining things. So. The more you know. More, na- more nature-y magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she uh, she goes and grabs, you know, she she snaps her fingers, she grabs a couple of bowls, and they begin to float through the air as she ladles out uh, a little bit of stew cooking from the cauldron. And she, uh, you know, moves her hands in these arcane fashion. Uh, these bowls fly into your hands very gently. And when you grab it, then you can you can feel the warmth coming off of it. It's probably like the first hot meal, like really homemade hot meal that you guys have had that wasn't over a campfire. Um, in a Big while, Boots, yeah. Big Boots is throwing Koshlo in. He's just gonna he's gonna dive on in and eat some. All right, she um yeah. So as you go to begin to slurp your soup, she uh she says, "Gurgle snot, gurgle snot, get over here!" And you see the the corpse of this like zombified, desiccated goblin, uh, kind of dra- He's got like one limp leg that he drags along behind him, and he says, "Yes, my lady," and she says, "Ready the lawn chairs." Yes, my lady. And he goes out back and readies a couple of lawn chairs made out of like bones that are put together and they kind of fold up and fold out, you know, um, it's her own invention. Actually, it's the bone, uh, the bone lawn chair. Um, but she leads you guys out to the back and it's um, big in Daytona. I hear <laughs> totally <laughs> Daybona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she leads you guys out there, and uh, you kind of, you get like this good nature vibe. I mean, there's a little bit of a bog, a little bit of a fog rising off of the water. Uh, you hear the, the croaking of bullfrogs and the ribbits of other animals. You hear like a couple of roars coming off in the distance, and the whole area just seems kind of peaceful and tranquil and relatively quiet. Like, it's very good and secluded back here, as she's happily sipping her soup. So, Big Boots, you threw a caution to the wind. Uh, what is Big Boots' favorite food? Um, he really likes, uh, 
peanut butter sandwiches with marshmallow fluff. Excellent. That is exactly what the soup tastes like uh, nice. to Big Boots. It's like whatever your favorite food is, that's what the flavor is. Um, kind of to each individual person. Magna. So as you go to take a sip of your soup, it tastes just like a freshly baked potato. <gasps> like with butter and the fixins, like the whole nine yards. How did you manage this? Did you put potatoes in this? Yes, yes, actually, there are a couple of potatoes swimming around in the cauldron. Tastes like a baked potato. I love it. Speaking of potatoes, how's Potato Sam? I wish I knew how he was doing. I miss him. <laughs> yeah, Potato Sam, he's off yonder. Still keeping a stiff upper lip, though. Uh, let's see. Um, Go on, my friend. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> uh theron what is uh what is theron's favorite food i don't really know uh we'll just say good berries good yeah good berries yes yeah, so yours tastes like uh good berries home of the good berry it's, it's just dirt and darkness <laughs> is your favorite dinner yes <laughs> um uh Kalanon, what would be your favorite food uh, short pasta with uh, past, um, aged milk. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it tastes like. You know, it looks like just this kind of broth with like a couple of vegetables and like a little bit of oil kind of sifting around, but it tastes like a hot food that you just described. Mac and cheese is what I'm describing. Oh. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, aged milk? What the hell would that be? Like cottage cheese? <laughs> Right, I, I was, was kind of a little confused. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it, it's kind of one of those things. Like, this is the first home cooked meal you guys have had in a long time. You know, you're with, underestimating uh, our cooking skills on the road, of which we spent the vast majority of our time. Mm. Well, she does have eighty six herbs and spices, much more than the colonel. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a kernel of truth in there for sure, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm not, as giving, she goes you, to, I'm not giving you that one. Don't look at me. Not the sympathy laugh. No, don't look <laughs> at me. <laughs> um, she finishes her soup and, you know, kind of readjusts her chair to be facing you all. And uh, she says, now, what what brings you here? Uh, as I've said, we need some polymorphins. We're going to be the party, the polymorphin power rangers. And uh, we need to uh, we need to get a job done. And I hear you're the lady to do it. As you said, you're, it's your specialty. Um, so I want to know, what do you need from me to make this happen? T- t- tell me the nature of this job. I want to make sure I'm not helping some sort of vagabond. Oh, goodness. Uh, Big Boots is going to look around. He's going to look at the princess. I'm assuming the princess came with us, right? Yep, Princess okay. is there just kind of taking everything in. This is her first witch she's met in person. Big Boots is going to tell the truth. He, he's going to say how this is the princess. She's been ousted from the prince. She has a, a, a death warrant on her head, and we need to go and save her uh, accomplice, her friend, her, her co-worker from death. Uh, we have This is a mission of good, um, but we need to do it not be caught we need to hide from the government that is evil because, oh, ah, right. yes hiding from the government is a very fine pastime i've made a living off of it in fact okay yeah he says that way i can avoid paying taxes no, taxation is theft agreed <laughs> indeed taxation is theft and the sky is green 
That's what my mother used to tell me. Wise anyway. words. <laughs> it is? My mother was colorblind, but anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> she says, uh, I, I will be willing to help you. However, I, I require something for the spell. For the smell? For the spell. Yes. The spell and the smell, as it were. You see, the polymorph potion tastes awful. Uh, this is something that will help give it a little extra flavor, but also seal together the ingredients in a potable form. What kind of ingredient are you looking for? Well, I uh, I just ran out of my last tube of fey blood. The hell is that? Uh, I usually keep it. I usually keep it canned in a in a jar. Interesting, you can tube it. Oh yes. Yes, eventually you just add a little bit of flour and some other ingredients and it turns into a fine paste. It really makes like, it work in the mortar and pestle quite nicely. Like Gogurt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you require the blood of any creature from the first world or as well, preferably a fairy. Uh I've found that an adolescent fairy works well. Uh works best in fact. And kind of out of nowhere she prestidigitates like a vial. And uh, she says, this much would do. Maybe about eight ounces. Okay. Um, where Where's your spot to catch them at? We're going to check there first. He says, well, I know of a magical spring off in the forest to the, the western part. Uh, you can't miss it. Unless you have a blindfold. That may throw uh, a monkey wrench into things. But uh, assuming that you are unblindfolded, you will be able to find it. <laughs> Yes, the uh, the fairies of this forest like to hang out there and bathe. It's a, a holy sight for them, as it were. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so I'm assuming you guys agree to the deal. Get a, a vial of fey blood. Yeah, that sounds sounds easy enough. Excellent. As you guys go to leave um, to to grab this, you know, she's going to wash the dishes and stuff from the bowls. Can I have everybody roll perception? Roll perception another natty 20 holy shit i like these new dice <laughs> 18 for magna excellent 10 all right 10 all right so uh Kalanon, we'll say um you and the princess are kind of uh discussing like you know how are we gonna get these faded like they're not just gonna give up their blood you know um like this semi-magical substance uh so theron had a 10 was that right yeah. Okay. So Theron, we'll say uh, Gurgle Snot, the desiccated goblin corpse, um, keeps trying to give you seconds. Like he, uh, like he has a ladle full of soup, and he's just trying to, or full of stew, and he's just like following you around. And it's like <laughs> in, in kind of an uncomfortable way. Like he does not I, take no for an answer. Like I eat, don't eat want any. I don't want it. It's, it's good for you. Now, so while while kind of that scene is happening. Um, Magna and Big Boots, you guys are able to see uh, in the reflection of the dishwater, you see Ruby Finn. Uh, you see her true form. She looks like a, like her face is rotted, like her lips have you know fallen off. She's missing an ear. Her hair is gray and thin and wispy and uh, kind of balding all the way back to about halfway down her head like a mullet. She looks like she's about 150 years old. Like you get the feeling that she's using this disguise, you know, to not scare people off, but her actual form is, like, terrifying. Okay. I think, Mac, uh, Big Boots, you think she's using the potion we're uh, trying to get from her? Um, if she is, that's the potion we need, cowboy. So, then I think it's fair to assume that we should stay away from any sort of bodies of 
water or reflection of any sort? An astute observation, my young Padawan. Indeed. Padawan? Yeah. Uh, could I have any, is anyone trained in Arcana? No. I have a plus one. That's okay. Uh, let's, let's <laughs> have, uh. That means anything. <laughs> so, because Big Boots and Magni, you guys noticed it, go ahead and roll Arcana, but I'm going to give you advantage. Um, because that was a very astute observation. I got a five and an unnatural 20. Excellent. I had a four and then a 15. All right. Yeah, so you guys would both get the feeling like, like with this potion, you know, it's, um, that's kind of the drawback, you know? So, uh, in your, your reflection shows your true self while you have this potion, uh, in your system. So that'd be one thing you want to avoid is mirrors, bodies of water, uh, for sure. Cause that would give you away. Really shiny toasters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you guys go to leave, she says, uh, now good luck. Bring back that vial of fey blood. And her, her hand goes and like slaps Magna right in the ass. And she says, and don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs>